0: The past, the present, the future, this is Friday Night Fright, what the planet is listening to. Hello, this is your boy in Austin, season four, Friday Night Fright. I'm on a beach in Wales listening to sound of the ocean in the background, listen to it. Magnificent. Oh, we're going to have a good time this season on Friday Night Tried oh, It's going to be amazing. Lots of horror movie stuff. Um, this episode will be about a terrible movie I watched on Amazon Prime in Wales called we'll Countdown. Yay! Hey, I'm back with part two of my prologue. Um, I ended part one early because I was on beach and a dog rang up me and started licking me and trying to get me to throw a ball to it, which is strange because you know, it wasn't my dog, it's a Moses dog. Apparently the dog loves music, who knew? So I had to stop my prologue because I can't do a prologue while I'm being assaulted by a dog on the beach in Wales, that's madness. Um, yeah, so season four, y'all, season four, episode 88, we're we gun this. They're literally. Where we're going, we don't need roads, because this is a podcast, why we need roads on the podcast. But yeah, it's going to be a great episode, um, it's going to detail movie countdown, and probably some other stuff. Um, I don't think the episodes are going to be as long this year, uh, as they've been in previous years, maybe it'll be long pending a week. It's just going to be, um, I won't, won't get back to the podcast, because um, I enjoy podcasting, it's been a while. Uh, and for some reason, I keep getting new listens, like, we, I got this podcast got 300 free listens in August, September, which I only have to assume that people have nothing better to do lockdown than listen to terrible podcasts. Or maybe some good podcasts, but then they listen to this one, which is terrible. Um, yeah, so great. Uh, you know, we've got to get to episode 100. Um, I always set the plan to get to 100 and stop, but we set the plan to do an episode every week for perpetuity, in perpetuity even. Um, and that thing happened. So, ha ha. Anyway, yes, lots of terrible movies. Countdown which I'll talk about in a second in a bit more detail, give you some idea of what the movie's about. And, you know, there'll be off surprises. Um, you're probably wondering, in season four trailer, I said, hey, I vape now. Um, well, it turns out I'm a bit concerned about vaping. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'll talk about my experiences with vaping at some point in episode two, because I'm nothing if not someone that experiments things I probably shouldn't experiment with. And also, I'm going to make a movie called Baba Bachion or something, which I'm trying to ship out to people because I don't want to publisher. Um, I want them to pay me to the movie, so I'll be talking about that in this episode too. I'll be talking about that after episode, so if you don't want to listen to it, I'll give you a full and I'll put it in the episode too. So. Anyway, this week's episode is Countdown and again, I'm on a beach in Wales, yay! And I'll be back after brief work from my sponsor, which is me, which has not been re-recorded. Um, I might have to fix that, but I won't fix it this week. So, Unless I have thing, it's re-recorded this episode. But at time for recording episode, it's not been re-recorded. So um, I'll be back after a brief word from past me. So that's a brief word of my sponsor. And hey, it's Ian Austin, and it's time to properly start episode 88 of Friday Night Fright back after a hiatus. And what better way to start the episode than talking about the Netflix original movie Birdbots, starring Sandra Bullock, John Malkovich, and um, assorted other people. Yeah, um, Bird Box. So I'm a few years late to graze on this movie because it was a huge hit. It spawned the meme of bird boxing where you wear blindfolding walk around like an idiot doing various tasks which doesn't really have anything to do with this movie whatsoever. And I'm sure that there's going to be lots of spoils in this little comment section. So there you go. Uh, if you don't want to be spoiled, here I'll give you my surprise of it. I thought Bird Box was okay. I didn't think it's particularly great. I thought there were aspects of it which don't work, the mon- the monster was kind of vague and the rules don't really make any sense and in fact I thought well visually it was an interesting movie and while well, it got some decent performances from Sandra Bullock and John Malkovich. it ultimately was the same as most horror nowadays while I was watching it and I just felt detached from the experience um, yeah so that's the gist of it I, if you want a non-spoiler review I'd probably go for like two out five. Good, way-made, competent, but ultimately, you know, not really my cup of tea. Anyway, uh, so you have ten seconds before your spoilers start. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one... The monster was really stupid in this movie and really didn't make any sense. And I get that they wanted a bit of ambiguity and I understand that, but at the same time ambiguity is only really good if you don't keep showing piss related monsters and things like that Look, if you're not going to show monster that's fine if you want a hint at it that's okay but this movie seemed to aggressively not want you to see the monster but same time greatest scenario where it didn't make any sense if you not seeing monster and it just gave me vibes of the smoke monster from lost I do have wonder why Sandra Bullock made this movie. I mean, she has a career. She's a, a name in Hollywood, and she's in Smoothing. Her cat. arc is basically, I don't like people, and then there's an apocalypse, and people go away, but I decide I like my kids, despite that the one of them isn't my kid. That's the movie, and it doesn't really need Sandra Bullock to be in it. She does a decent job, but anyone could have done that role. Same John Malkovich, decent job good performance but it doesn't really need him in the movie and that boils the movie down a bit you could expect John Malfich to do something anything but the gist of this scene's been that Netflix threw money at him and Sandra Bullock and they thought fuck it let's ride Netflix like a cheap cheap donkey and a cheaper ass two on a house. that's a weird analogy but there you go um yeah the gist of the other parts of the movie I I don't like I don't like monster. I really don't like monster's movie. I don't think it works. I don't get I get them bird boxing because they have birds in the box and birds can lurk them to monster, but monster in general is so vague it gets irritating. Look, I'm as big a critic of, of quiet place monsters as anyone is because I think physically seeing it makes it worse because the imagination's more interesting than what you can see. But bird box comes skirts with it because you keep seeing aspects of monster. But not the whole thing, like human eye can't correlate it, which is fine. But if you're going to do that, it needs to be a bit more weird, a bit more esoteric. What parts of the movie did I like? Well, ironically, I like the fact that they had that character in the movie who was playing with the idea of mythology and pointing out all possible villains that Monster could be or religious iconography. But then again, when I watched the film theory talk about this episode, he basically shut off those things down. So it doesn't work. Um, other parts I like, I like. I like aspects of it. I like the idea of, you know, people just go crazy. That's that's chilling, you know, just go fucking batshit crazy and start killing themselves. And I, I despite that, it's incredibly insensitive. I actually like the aspect of the movie, which was criminals and the um, people in. This, institutions being more less susceptible to the monsters influence but at the same time as friend did point out it's kind of fucked up that like they equate mental illness to you know craziness i guess you can say because there's a divide you know just because you have mental illness doesn't mean you're crazy um and certainly doesn't mean you're evil won't take people blindfolds off like what the fuck movie and also the fact that fundamentally the movie is just not really about anything. And jumps between time frames when it would be much better than the linear movie. Which I see a lot happening nowadays. Movies seem to have this bizarre idea that they need to be creative structurally. when it's like It would be more interesting if we saw a movie from start to finish. Because the jumping between two time screens just removes any sense of tension. Because clearly Sandra Burt's character is not on her own later on in the movie of choice. So what happened there, you know? And I think they won't get a Lostian style structure, but it really doesn't work for this movie. Other parts I didn't particularly care for. Okay, here's the fundamental part. I thought Sarah Paulson would have done better, so better job than Sandra Bullock. There I said it. Um, I get Netflix wants big actors in her movies, but Sarah Paulson wants reasonably big name and too she's an incredible actor and it doesn't really make any sense why she's playing second fiddle with Sandra Bullock when Sandra Bullock dying early and have more effect what can do um yeah spoilers yeah Monsters Dumb uh the idea that people who are criminal or, inst- or have mental illnesses could somehow subvert the Monsters doesn't really make any sense and it falls down into that same problem as Quiet Place where you know society is broken down, but I mean, okay, this year has proved we're beyond, beyond shadow of doubt that society can break down really fucking easily. But at the same time, this just feels like very slight and very silly, and kind of veering towards the happening where it's just like, oh shit, nature is fighting back, or in this case, a mysterious pit slate ghost is fighting back. And things go shit really quickly, but it's just not very entertaining, especially at the moment. I mean, obviously, they couldn't force in COVID and all that, but I don't know. I just, we, watching this in Wales, we didn't find this particularly engaging. We didn't find it particularly interesting. And the twist at the end, Mm. firstly, it's done in Book of Eli already. Come on, get grip But secondly, it's just dumb. Like, you have this all-powerful villain, but he can't open she or she or it can't open doors which is fucking ludicrous. so yeah um i'd probably ruin bird box for you but that's okay now you don't have to watch it there's plenty of stuff you can watch on netflix like movie i'm going to be covering next the silence silence oh jesus christ if you thought bird box was bad stay tuned that's all i can say If you do like Bird Bots, if you what, but hey, if you like Quiet Plays, my god Netflix got movie view. It's called The Silence. And it stars Stanley Tucci. Yes, Stanley Tucci, acclaimed actor from Dev Prada. Captain America Winter Soldier, Captain America First Avenger And loads of movies which don't involve superheroes. He is a genuinely fantastic actor, uh really, really good presence, and nicely starting to get more lead roles after sec playing second fiddle, but ultimately top fit on stuff like Transformers 4, he finally gets some more lead roles, and his lead role is in a Netflix horror movie called The Silence? Silence? I don't know, something like that. And it is exactly the movie you expect me from a movie which is a Success of Quiet Place. And yes, I know this is based on a book. We also know this movie will never have been made without Quiet Place being so successful. And I think line I did review, or back back in day, I did review Quiet Place and I quite enjoyed it I watched it on DVD because anyone one watched it Singmar, this was pre-Covid obviously but I think that people making loud noise pissed me off and it was a reasonably way made competent horror movie um kind of fragmented by the fact that certain details made no sense like how their electricity how they made no noise with their footsteps and stuff like that but this movie fundamentally falls upon the same strands of there are monsters um uh, Bats. There are bats. Um, vests they call them. uh, Radioactive vampire bats, um, who, as I've been pointed out to by my friend Holly, who's an expert in bats, bats don't act like this. Even bats have been living on fucking earth for thousands of years, which raises lots more questions. She correctly pointed out that bats would never do this and it's stupid and this is an insult to the bat community. And I have to take her word on that because I don't really know anything about bats. Um, I think this movie was plenty fucking stupid for many other reasons other than bats. But hey, having watched The Bay, I thought, why not give this one a chance? And I did and it was... (sighs) Okay, here's the thing. Stanley Tucci is generally a fantastic actor. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. And I think him being in this movie, y- you can make aspersions, you can say it's a waste of his talents and things like that, but you're also saying that he got paid a lot of money to make a shitty movie a little bit more bearable. And in the end, isn't that what in last for? The answer is no. But uh, He does a really good job in this movie. And actually lasts a lot longer than I thought it would last because, spoilers, let's do countdown, countdown again. 10, 9, 8 seven six five four three two one he makes it to the fucking end of the movie guys holy shit how does he do that i mean it's crazy it's like netflix must have kept down zeros onto his paycheck um so in the movie of stanley Tucci versus bats which actually does sound like a really good movie it's not necessarily one we got but it does sound like a good movie um who wins Well, stan Tucci wins because um uh i've completely forgotten how he wins but um, the bats die. And there's also a cult in this movie, The Cult of the Hopeless. Um, led by a priest, they cut their tongues out and they want to breed with Stanley Tucci's deaf daughter, which is, like, weird. But those result in one of the most unintentionally hilarious scenes in horror movie history where the characters realise that they don't want to make any sound. And side note, um, anything you do makes sound. Like, um, here, I'm rubbing my bed. this makes sound i'm clicking my fingers this makes sound i walk it makes sound so you're always going to make the griff sound and bats are very very highly sensitive to sound so pick up any little bits of sound but apparently you can do certain things and it won't make sound which is ludicrous but then later on you can do those same things and make sound and bats smash the place up like when the hopeless um throw mobile phones through the window of Stanley Tucci's family's house and um, because they fits eight on them for some stupid reason and they ring the phones and bats go crazy and it's like where'd they get all phones from? And also hopelessly really weird because they fits eight, like I said, of Stanley Tucci's deaf daughter because they want to procreate, but it's like there's other people in this town why are you saying on this family other than the fact that she's really young she's barely 15 and they keep losing to wanting to fuck her which is really creepy on so many different levels and it's just fundamentally is a mess of a whole movie it tries it fails but it does try but it doesn't even where we have the aesthetic of Quiet Place, and actually, it's kind of weird because Stan, Tucci she's actually married to Emily Blunt's sister. And Emily Blunt, obviously, was in Quiet Place, she's married to John Krasinski, who wrote who, uh ed- rewrote a script that already existed based on a book and directed in Quiet Place. And did a pretty good job, despite that movie also makes no sense. And also, has the stupidest scene of an old man screaming for no reason in the history of Singmar. But what would I give? Silence, silence, silence. I can't even remember what fucking name is. What would I give this movie out of five? Um, uh, two. I actually enjoyed it more than um, The Bird Box. Partly because Santucci is really, really good in this movie, and partly because he it's so rare you know, he gets a lead role, let alone a lead role in a terrible horror movie. Um, he tries elevating it. I don't think there needs to be a sequel. I thought aspects of it were cool. I thought the idea of the family using sign language to talk was pretty interesting. They didn't really do much with it. Um, and then the movie just sort of ends and the bats are all dead, which, I you know, um, upset us because, to be honest, the three of us are watching it emphasised the most of Stan Tooting Bats. It's, like, it's a horrible situation where Bats weren't in wrong, Stan Tooting wasn't in wrong, Society is in wrong, and to have made this movie and fucked up, the whole concept of Bats is in wrong. Um, So yeah, pretty good movie, than Bird Box, um, and yeah, not as good as the movie coming up next, or no, back to movies coming up next. Um, Got build up to the main event Countdown, people, but next up I'm going to be talking about the classic Eric Roberts series, stalked by my doctor. Which which Amazon Prime has, like, three of them up there for some fucking stupid reason. And they were particularly interesting movies. So I'm going to be talking about those in just a second. Right, it's time for Robert's and I Stought or stalked by my doctor. (laughs) You just, some days you just think... There is shit which is made solely for me to make fun of it in a podcast. And this is exactly it. But at the same time, if you think I'm going to throw any shade whatsoever at Eric Roberts, you are wrong. This man is an international treasure. This man, this man is capable of being genuinely good. In movies, he is a generally pretty good actor. I'm going to say it, he's generally a pretty good actor, but I'm also going to say it, he knows exactly how to play this level of utter, utter schlock. He is beyond compare, in stalked by my doctor. Because let's not get anything crabbed here. This is a creepy, creepy, creepy franchise on so many levels and it's times uncomfortable to watch but every time it's uncomfortable to watch eric roberts embraces the sheer crap that this franchise is he s- reaches down to into the muck where most actors will not tread and he jumps in that pile of shit and he wallows around for hours and hours, but uh, at the end of the movie, at the end of the experience, at the end of the franchise, whatever, all you see is Eric Roberts on the screen, you think, God bless you, Mr. Roberts, God bless you, Julia Roberts, Cab, all the Oscars can have, all the claim on the goddamn planet, I would rather watch an Eric Roberts movie any day of frigging week, this guy loves making movies, and this guy loves making schlock in no way is that more evident than thought by my doctor, where he 's playing the most absurd, the most ridiculous, the most awful, the most baseline objectionably terrible character in recent horror movie history. There is nothing likeable about Eric Roberts in this movie, or any of these movies, but he embraces how awful this character is to a point where it goes back round the bend and is actually genuinely entertaining to watch. Now, don't get twisted. Um, There is nothing redeemable about this character it's ludicrous that he would have a job it's ludicrous that he'd have a house it's ludicrous that he would avoid jail time it's ludicrous that any of these young women would be even slightly attracted to him yes i know he's a doctor i know he's rich and all of that it's still ludicrous because his character is such a complete and utter douchebag but at the same time you watch it and you're like oh my god I, 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 this is what cinema should be. This is what lockdown cinema should be, and it's a testament to Amazon Prime. Now, their originals, and I say originals in quotation marks because, like Netflix, none of their stuff that original, I just bought from other places in this case. They bought it from American TV because this is essentially the male version of all those terrible, um, sad mother movies and the air on Hallmark in America, all those single woman movies. Um, this is the male version, close. Which is somehow even sad on many different levels. But yeah, so this isn't an Amazon original, but it's as much an Amazon original as fucking Silence or Bird Box, you know. Um, Maybe not Bird Bots, But yeah, this is just glorious crap. And I say crap because the three movies we watched, um, just fear from... Sh- stupidity to stupidity to implausibility to downright sci-fi fantasy to be honest um but they're while while entertaining i definitely recommend watching these movies if you're bang them um, c-level schlock um a level beyond what you get on shudder which is so much shit on it at the moment. Or even Arrow Video, which has almost as much shit. I don't know if you've seen a movie called Mutilator. But A, you shouldn't. And B, you really shouldn't. You should watch Stalked by My Doctor instead. And it beats to a crescendo, because third movie is Stalked by My Doctor, but I'm stalking my doctor back. And it brings in loads of elements from the first movie. It concludes the trilogy of sorts. Um, it includes a lot of betrayals, lots of twists, lots of turns. And also a lot of scenes which seem devoted just because they think Ed roberts is actually rather good at comedy and he is so yeah i definitely recommend store by my doctor um a great addition to welsh fansgiving which is thing being my friends made up um and was the base theme of weekend although we always forget which welsh fansgiving we're up to there you go that's thought by my doctor and just before the main event of countdown review i will discuss the movie barbatian just a bit which is a movie i made So i'll be back in just a second hey right i'm back and it's time to talk about my movie barbatian which i allude to earlier this year, I think. Maybe I didn't, I don't know. Uh, I made a movie during lockdown called Baba Bachian, which has a trailer. You can view it on YouTube. Um, I don't have a... My page doesn't have enough subscribers for a set, um, which call it username. So it's kind of a generic one. But if you search for Baba Bachian on YouTube, you should find it. It's coming out later this year. It's played a couple of online festivals and um, try and get play, abattoiring Aberystwyth, but it's my magnum opus. Or one of them. It was tremendous fun to make and I definitely recommend anyone to make a movie to improve some of their mental health a bit. Um, what's the movie about? It's a movie about a man named Chester Zerum who's flat and life become increasingly fucked up by demonic entity called Baba Batchen. Um Just for a little context, Baba Batching is basically a parody of sorts of babatos, from the Batman Comets, the god the Bat God of Death, the evil god of dark multiverse. Um so it's kinda of playing that. also it's just me making doing a kind apparently kind of serious take on the paranormal activity sort franchise, the ghost story thing. It's not found footage. Um, which is bad because probably be better if it's found footage. And it mainly stars me, it's just as Zerum. There, um there's a few other people in it, um who, uh, mate. One of my friends, Rich um who plays um, a professor. Um, another friend um, voices... I won't spoil who characters she voices, but it's pretty pretty goddamn amazing. And the sequel is in development at the moment. Um, I've shot most of it, but i sort of got the bit sidetracked. Barbatchian returns, because why Why ruin a good thing, or why keep a bad thing? So that's been interesting. Um and I've got some other movies coming up I've got Come Through Ireland which is going to be my um, my apocalypse now and yeah just really awesome to do it I mean I think it was nice to get away from this podcast for a while and do a different project I love this podcast I really do and I'm going to look forward to many more episodes to come but at the same time sometimes I need to do a different project and feel like I burned out on this podcast and need to go off and make a movie so when I came back to making this podcast I'd like yeah I'm energetic i'm infused and i'm infused i just got an awesome weekend in Aberystwyth, which was good and um yeah i i got through this pandemic it's still not over but i got through it mostly making a terrible movie um yeah it's been a bit of shit pandemic hasn't it to be honest if i'm going to shoot from cuff it's being a bit bollocks this year um for many different reasons um uh, I hope this podcast can give you guys some levity if you were listening to it even if you're just listening to it thinking what a complete prick this guy is, what prat, you know he's not funny, he's just a tosser if you think that, you take mind off situations that's all good, but yeah Bobatian, it's a horror movie, I'm quite proud of it I've watched, I watched the latest cut, I'm sure I can make some more edits and I keep sending it to people, and response seems pretty good, but oh all, all, i'm just glad i made it it's um definitely experience making a movie and i'm really looking forward to showing it off a bit more this year when I get more details i'll let you guys know i think i'll probably be recording an exclusive commentary track just for this podcast and also at the same time i'm trying to get on amazon which would be cool um this podcast reaching even more ears so that'll be good Anyway, enough about me. Enough about Baba Batching. Um, you want to know? You want to see the main vent? You want hear the main vent? Which is my countdown review. The which comes up. In just a sec. So the main vent of sorts countdown. What is countdown about? Countdown is about an app which predicts when you're going to die, and then stuff happens. Um countdown is actually an amazon original um i don't even know really what that means anymore but i guess it means that they paid money for it and in that regard it's not an awful looking movie it's similar to bird box i mean it does have a cast or anything like that but it does have a reasonable aesthetic quality to it and the idea is actually interesting finalization was predicted was easily important when you die and mention change it. This movie's more technologically focused, te- technically focused even. Um in vain of something like Black Mirror where it focuses on technology beyond to use supernatural scares. Other movies have done this before. Uh, obviously Unfriended, um friend request, fucking um not truthful dare. But stuff like that, you know, where it plays for social media and apps as a form of horror. I've seen way too many of these goddamn movies to function. They are the new found footage movies and they are awful. Is this one awful? Um, I would say it doesn't work entirely the way they want it to work because it goes back to what I was saying about Bird Box where you need rules for these horror villains or horror forms of technology but rules need to make sense and they need to be consistent and problem is increasingly in horror movies nowadays the rules don't make sense they're not consistent and even if they were consistent they wouldn't be very interesting countdown falls into that trap because the fundamental gist of a movie and spoilers uh, Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Yep. Yeah. So fundamental crux of movies fact that you get this countdown when you install the app, you get a countdown clock that tells you when you're going to die. But if you break the terms of the agreement, like if you do something to avoid dying, even if it's unintentionally, you make it go forward. So fundamentally, what movie's trying to say is you have a you have a path. If you follow that path, you'll die at a certain point. So, for example, if I walk, if swung out my window and I walked in straight line, I'd have twenty-three years. But if I stop because I see a butterfly and take a step back, I'm changing time. So I would die differently. I'm breaking terms of the agreement. So I die differently. But that doesn't make any sense because fundamentally, it says that when you download the app, you change time. By breaking terms of the agreement. In terms of the agreements, the social media thing, they've done lots. Apple did it with um, their human centipede parody with Apple, where he said you won't read in terms of service. So this stuff was going to keep happening to you read in terms of service. But movie doesn't remake that much of it, and also falls within trap whereby you download the app so you know how long you're going to live, and then you change it, and then the app says you broke in terms of agreement, so it changes the time. But then you creating the idea that the app is a sentient force, which doesn't really make any sense. It's a form of technology, and if it's sentient, then it it would realize that you know by letting you know when you're going to die, you're going to do things differently. You know you're going to die in forty years, then you'll drink bleach because you know it won't kill you. But then the app changes things, so it's kind of a mess in that regard. And also fundamentally, it's a mess because it would be more interesting if everyone had a slow if when you download the app spend your death time up that'd be more interesting but also this movie fails because it needs a professed character to explain what rules are all decent horror movies need someone of a reasonable authority to try explaining scientific logic behind it or even the social societal logic behind it you know, favourite part of old movies like Dawn of the Dead or Zombie Fleshy, it's always the scientists who explain things with a really cut, cutting accent. And it'd be interesting. Even stuff like Sinister, which or in, which isn't very good, has that great scene with Vincent D'Anf- D'Onofrio where you call him up and it's... Oh, no, it's Insidious. Where you call him up and he explains who Montres, monster is. And it's really interesting because you get a bit of backstory and a bit of exposition. But movies need exposition. You know, we can't all be... Movies which just deal with that snyder style. There's than establishing shot. Which doesn't actually explain where we are centred. This movie could use some more exposition. It also could use some better actors to be honest. And better writing and better directing. But you staff where you can staff. The movie also plays with the idea of being able to change your past. Or being able to change your future. And of using tricks to avoid the monster. But fundamentally it's just not. It wastes a decent idea. The execution is kind of muddled. It's not really sure what it wants to be. And near the end, it's just realizing and it has to rely on some horror crutches um, which don't really make any sense. And also, have a bit of uncomfortable sexual tension dynamics. Um, if you're going to do something like that, if you're going to look do something which plays into the idea of the Me Too movement, don't don't make a schlocky horror movie because, you know, you either have to commit entirely to a bit or you have to not do it. And this movie trying to do technology and Me Too movement and it really doesn't work. Um, yes, yeah, so I'll probably give this movie two out of five. And the two is for the idea. The idea is great. Execution is pretty shoddy. I actually did do this countdown and I found out I have 23 years left to live, which seems wildly, wildly implausible in different levels, because like I said, I'm vaping, guys. Um, yeah, countdown was not great. Um I watched a lot more shitty movies of the weekend, but I've forgotten most of them. Oh, um, the uh, execution of Gary Glitter, mockumentary, which was fucking surreal on so many levels, um, but I won't go into details on that. But that was the weekend, um, and that was Countdown. So two out of five, and I will do a wrap-up in just a second. Epilogue times so the first new episode in ages, um, and it was certainly interesting to do. Uh, I think probably could have... No, it, it'd be nice to do longer episodes, but I think there's a starting point. 30 odd minutes was probably best i came for uh just want to say thanks for listening as always um babarachian is coming out soon uh podcast i'll try and do more episodes i'll try and hope maybe get back to flash recaps i don't know how much time i have i've moved to long days and this year's tiring enough and with everything need to watch but i had fun i had fun and hope you guys had fun too and as always remember life is beautiful